everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Toy Lines Podcast. I have a special guest with me today. He's a Transformer expert, Joe Bot. Welcome, sir. Hi. Thanks for uh, having me on. As I mentioned to you before, Ian and I, we love Transformers. I mostly love the cartoon show. I had some of the figures, but I really kind of lost touch with Transformers. And I kind of wanted to jump back into it. So you're going to be our, our Transformers expert. So how'd you get started? Did you always love Transformers or? Oh, yeah, I've always loved Transformers. Um, I think it probably goes back to Christmas 84 when they yeah. were that hot toy that nobody can find along with Cabbage Patch Kids. I managed to get one for that Christmas. And it, compared to some of my friends, I felt like the luckiest kid in the world because they were really hard to get and kind of collected them throughout being a kid. And then. Got to high school and got a little too cool for toys for a little bit. But uh, once I got out of college and started uh, feeling that nostalgia itch again, I started getting interested in the toys again. Awesome. Now, what what attracted you to Transformers? Is it something you've always been interested in? Is it the anime feel? Um, I think it was just it's that really warm spot of, um, you know, cool robots um, for, you know, a seven-year-old, eight-year-old kid, uh, spoilers, seeing your favorite character die in the movie one time. Uh, and then, uh, Yeah, we're going to get to that. <laughs> and then just all the other ca- cool characters that came after that, it just really story-wise hit me really well. And then uh, I've always liked toys, and there's some really cool toys in those lines. Takara had two versions of the original Transformers. They had, um, correct me if I'm wrong, they had Microman mm-hmm. and... There was another one, just like Diaclone. Diaclone, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hasbro licenses Diaclone and uh, Microman from Hasbro or Takara, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And then Hasbro hires Jim Shooter and Bob Budiansky at Marvel to flesh out these characters. Yeah, I think he actually uh, targeted Denny O'Neill first. Yes, that's correct. Because um, I remember. Denny's contribution was the name Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's pretty well known in the uh, fandom. Is there anything else that I, I haven't mentioned in the fandom? Um, there's, I mean, there were some other toys that they pulled from. Um, I mean, Jetfire is just a good example of, right. I believe he was a Robotech toy, right? Yes. Those up. Um, he was a Robotech toy, and that's brought on all kinds of issues down the line that they're still dealing with now. But Really? Some, like what? Um, just you're never gonna. Uh, from what I've been, from what I've known and read, you're never gonna get a straight up Jetfire uh, either re-release because he's a Robotech toy, and there's stuff that has to do with Harmony Gold in the U.S. that uh, really kind of muddies the waters with that. And then um, it's just something to where they have had Jetfire toys. You'll notice there's plenty of big white jet robots with the name Jetfire on them, but they're not exactly that original toy that you may have seen. And back in the 80s, and that's just because of all the licensing and rights issues. One of the cool things about Transformers is there's a lot of third-party stuff you can get with them. Grimlock's crown for masterpieces and things like that. Is is that still going on? Because I heard Hasbro kind of put the kibosh on that. Well, they apparently, I think they've had some people in China and the government helping them out with some of that. Um, see, I'm not as much into the third party figures as other people are. I mean, um, I'm mutuals with people who actually design for some of those companies and, you know, you'll hear them updating about a recent toy they worked on. That's just another, it's a character from the Hasbro line, but they, you know, rename them like, I don't know, 
Orion or some kind of like Greek name to put onto the toy, but it's actually, you know, it's, it's Optimus Prime, it's Hardhead, it's RC, whoever it might be. The third party's really strong in the Transformers hobby. Some of the times, for the longest time, they were the ones who were producing the figures that Hasbro wasn't giving you. You know, oh, you're on okay. your eighth, you're on your ninth Optimus Prime, but someone's hanging out saying, "Hey, how about a Nightbeat or a more obscure uh, figure?" And those third party um, companies were really good with filling that niche for the longest time. But recently, it seems like Hasbro's beginning to come around to that, and you're beginning to see some of the more obscure characters now being developed by them. Yeah, I've been waiting for years for a Quintesson, and then. Finally. Last year, yeah, yeah, last year they came out with one, and uh, I'm happy to see Hasbro is starting to come around on the '86 movie. Yeah, they're going in big uh, next year with their studio series. Yeah, um, that was usually just Michael Bay toys for the longest time, and uh, it's pretty much all the main cast from the '86 movie is going to be redone in the studio series, and they look like some great toys. I haven't had my hands on one yet, but some of the reviewers have begun some ones early, and they look really good. Uh, there's some misses. But there's a, it seems like there's a lot more hits than there are misses with what they're going to do. Yeah, I love the fact that Cup actually comes apart and you can have Hot Rod put his arm back and stuff like that. That's a cool nod to it. Even with Hot Rod, they're giving him a Matrix. And that looks really cool, too, uh, with it the does. effects that they do. But here's one of the things, because I'm a masterpiece or somewhat of a masterpiece collector. I have the masterpiece Rodimus and he comes with the Matrix. Like I've been, I've been looking at it, like trying to see what the differences are. Cause I'm a, I love masterpiece. I mean, difficult to transform, but they have that cartoon feel, which I love. Yeah. Um, they, they actually were pretty much the only ones that were really that accurate for the longest time with the different mm -hmm. toys from Hasbro. But it really seems like this last, ever since they started that war for Cybertron line, um, John Warden and his guys really seem like they started stepping up their game and trying to make them more accurate. Not so much, what would this toy look like in 2018 or 2017? But here's that toy you wanted back in 1985. Here, we're making it for you now. Um, and that used to just be Masterpieces Domain, it seemed like, when they really started steering into that. But um, it's kind of weird. You used to kind of know, hey, if I get Studio Series, I'm getting some Bayverse toys. If I'm doing Generations, they're updated looks that kind of looked like the ones back then, and the Masterpiece was your home to really get those uh, screen-accurate toys. Now the whole line is really beginning to kind of mesh into itself. I like it um, because, you know, I'm all for better toys and whatever's, you know, whatever they can do to make them a little bit cooler. But uh, before, there used to seem like there was defined places to find those toys, and now it kind of seems like everybody's jumping into that with their different lines. That's awesome. But... They do have different lines. Like I know on the regular podcast, we were talking about like Earthrise and, you know, Masterpiece and Studio Series. Do you think it's it's just too much of the same character just with a different title? I kind of agree with that now. Um, I have a pretty big collection and I have a big area. I have a big area to display my stuff. And recently, I've kind of started deciding, well, you know, for certain characters, I may keep on buying everyone that they release, like Optimus Prime or Hot Rod or Megatron or something like that. But I've really started focusing on the other characters. I just want one really good example of that. To exactly. And not do all those. With all those different titles, is there really a difference? Like, let's say, obviously, the studio series looks like the Michael Bay movies compared to like an Earthrise. 
I mean, is it basically just a different name with a box? Or is there an actual difference between the figure? I used to, well, um, some of this Earthrise stuff, um, I just started, I just started picking them up myself, but they're not exactly that masterpiece thickness and heft that you kind of feel on a masterpiece toy. They're still a little lighter, but aesthetic wise, they're getting really close to beginning to kind of start, you know, looking the same. Um, I still think Masterpiece is where you're going to go to get that real heavy in your hand feel like this feels like something significant type of toy. But their Generations line, which which Earthrise and Siege and all those other lines that you hear about are falling into now, they're beginning to get kind of close. Um, and there's I mean, I'm, I see some people online talking about it. it's like, well, it almost feels like they're beginning to wrap things up like you're beginning to get that perfect example of it in the main line now where are they going to go from here and they're already kind of signaling where they're going um they're starting to do a lot of the beast dwarf stuff coming up after earthrise it's going to be called kingdom and that's where they start mixing some of the beast wars toys with some more updated versions of the g1 stuff and the storyline they're telling it looks like is they're going to blend them so it's it's really interesting to see how like how there's I mean, quality-wise, yeah, I would say Masterpiece is probably a lot different than the other lines. But all the other lines, like I said, the Studio Series is beginning to get that 86 movie stuff. Um, the Generations, Earthrise, Kingdom stuff is beginning to get Beast Wars mixed into it. So it's it's kind of worried a period of time to where it's like I'm kind of interested to see where they're going with this. Because you think they were going into a wall with the G1 stuff and then here comes Beast Wars, you know. Are they going to start paying attention to the Armada, Cybertron um, stuff from like the early 2000s after this? And then apparently John Warden's out after, I think, Kingdom. I, I think I know he's I know he's not going to I think he's going to G.I. Joe. And there's supposed to be somebody else coming in um, from Hasbro side to kind of take over the line. And I'm really interested to see where they go. I'm I'm a big I'm, I know I've seen the outline. I'm a big fan of the uh, the Japanese stuff that they did once that kind of wrapped up over here in the States and they went on for yeah. a few more seasons in Japan. I'd love to see some of those characters uh, covered because they were really interesting looking designs that they had going on. Um, so I think if they pivoted towards that and gave us a little bit more of that end of Beast Wars, some of the Armada trilogy stuff, I think they've got uh, plenty of room to keep on doing stuff. It's just, it's not all, hey, this is your G1 line. Hey, this is your movie line. Hey, you know, this is your your uh, your most recent kid show cartoon that we're doing, and that's their line. They all seem to really be blending right now. Now, it's interesting you brought up Armada. How does, like, besides you, but if you can tell me maybe what the feel of the community is, how did some people feel about something like Armada, which kind of design-wise was just a complete, opposite from g1 well if you think about it, now we're in 2020 and the armada stuff was early 2000s so for a lot of those people who came in during this time that's their g1 and they're thrilled oh, about seeing this stuff come out i'm a i'm an original g1 guy and i for the longest time i was like i don't want to hear about lions i don't want to hear about some 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 other something that's not a ferrari or something that's not right. like a fair lady z but the more I've looked into it, there were some pretty good ideas in it. It's not my sweet spot. It's not the thing that when I think of Transformers, it makes me warm and fuzzy. But I can't deny that there was a lot of good designs in it, too. The Transformers fandom in general, I know that they get the that there's some collectors who get that they're a G1er and 
That's all they want to hear about is what happened back in from 84 to 89. Um, There's not a lot of people like that. There are some people, but most uh, fans in general are just, hey, what's a cool looking transforming toy that you can put a good story behind? I'm, I'm up for hearing about it. So I think there's open arms for that. And especially what they've focused so much on the G1 stuff in the last 10 years. Even people like me who are, that's my bread and butter. I'm like, okay, I wouldn't mind seeing an Armada uh, Prowl or, you know what I mean? Like, show me some more of these Optimus Prime designs that they had uh, during that time. I'm willing to check those out and buy those. So I think there's, I think there's people looking forward to that. How did you feel about the Michael Bay movies? Did you agree with the designs? I can't be mad at the Bay movies because that's really what got me back into Transformers. No, oh, okay. for a couple of years, I was kind of dipping my toe into the pool. I wasn't buying the toys yet, but I, you know, I'd, I'd look on a website to try to find out what happened at the end of Beast Wars or what happened in Armada or whatever those other cartoons were. Around that time, Toys R Us started doing the G1 reissues where they started releasing Optimus Prime and, you know, Starscream and some of the other figures. And that's what was really pushing me towards getting back into it. I bought a commemorative Optimus Prime. And then around that time is when the movies were coming out. And I was like, okay, I'm beginning to feel this nostalgia vibe beginning to kick in again. And my buddies started feeling it too. Now, they didn't dip into the toys like I did, but they were like, yeah, first weekend we're going. We're going to go see Transformers. And so a lot of us went and, you know, it didn't look like my Optimus Prime. It didn't look like my Jazz. It didn't look like my Megatron. but the idea was there. You can Peter Collins' voice was there, and it kind of was like, "All right, I want more Transformers like this." And then no. it, it 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 worked for me. Um, as they went on, I wasn't as big a fan, but those first few movies, I was all about. I was really happy with them. See, the first few movies for me, too many humans. You know, not yes. enough. Like the first few minutes of Bumblebee, I was like, I would have seen every Michael Bay movie if that's what it was. You yeah, know, that was too many perfect. humans. And then here's another thing that kind of bugged me a little. They had Ironhide live action in the Michael Bay movies, but yet Peter Cullen didn't voice him. Um, and then they had a different accent accent on him, too. He wasn't right, he yeah. have like the southern guy accent to him. He, I think it was like an English accent, right? If I, It's been yeah, a while yeah. since I've seen him. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure he had a different accent. It wasn't, wasn't exactly the Ironhide we remembered. Um, but I totally agree with you about the human stuff. I, I think if you look at the 86 movie, great movie. We all love it from back yes. in the day. Yeah. They had a couple humans in it. They had a couple alien things in it. But mostly it was just, hey, here's the characters you love. Here they are going through a Star Wars type of adventure. And I'm like, yeah, more of that, please, now even, if you ask me. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, a little less humans, a little bit more focused, like the beginning of Bumblebee movie. Exactly. I would yeah. I'd love for more of that. And now, how do you feel about Bumblebee taking more of a more of a lead? I mean, he, the Michael Bay movies popularized him. I mean, we knew him as that, you know, that little spy robot that hangs out with Spike. But, you know, he's right up there next to Prime. Um, I didn't like it for a long time. I think they've kind of eased off of it recently. Um, I'd say after 2010, 2011, you saw a big focus on him, even in the cartoons they were doing, like yeah. Prime and Robots in Disguise. He was pretty much the main characters in those, it felt like. Uh, and you just saw a ton of his toys on the shelves. And a lot of those toys were shelf warmers. Really? Um, okay. You would see them there a lot um, because I think everybody kind of had the f- same feeling. It's like, okay, it's Bumblebee. Um, do I need so much Bumblebee? 
you know, there's some other cool characters we can look at. And then, um, yeah, I wasn't a big, I wasn't a big fan of that. And I like Bumblebee. I mean, I have a shelf of Bumblebee toys that when I first started collecting again, I was like, oh man, they made a, a Camaro. Isn't that so cool? Like I need to get that toy now, but there's been like 50 of those toys since kind mm-hmm. of thing. And, and other shows he's done. So I wasn't as big a fan of it. I think he's more of a supporting character. He works really well, like a point of view character, but not right. the only point of view that we see. And let's jump into the 86 movie. Now, you're a fan. I love it. I'm 100% in agreement with you. I would love to have seen more of it. I mean, too bad the box office numbers weren't there. But like for me, going into it, I remember seeing the trailer and that one scene where does Prime die? And that drove me nuts. I was like, no way is this happening. And then it was funny because I saw the poster outside the movie theater and there's Ultra Magnus, you know, shooting up at Unicron and stuff. And I was like, that's got to be Optimus Prime in a, in a power suit, you know, from from GoBot. So I was hoping, you know, they would bring that <laughs> in. So, I mean, how did you feel like those first couple of minutes? I mean, everybody's dying left and right. Um, I remember where I went to go see the movie. I remember my stepmom brought me to see it. Now, I hear a lot of people talk about how they cried and how, like, shell-shocked they were at those first, you know, during the first few scenes and everything. I remember there was an article in, I think it was in uh, USA Today. There was a kid that was so upset, he locked himself in the yes. bathroom. Yeah, um, I've, read, I've read that story. I've, I've read what you said about it. Um, w- w- the funny thing is, when I think back about how I reacted to it and how my friends reacted to it is, it wasn't so traumatic. A lot of us were like, hell yeah, Rodimus Prime. Yeah, Ultra Magnus. Um, Cup was awesome. Our, they made a girl robot. We were really pumped about that. It was sad. I remember feeling sad during that death scene that everybody, you know, when you're like, it's kind of like a cultural touchstone for a kid. If you're in the eighties, you remember that scene. Oh, yeah. You remember seeing that scene. I, I was a little bit in shock, but I was a little bit like, wow, they're actually making moves here. This wasn't like the cartoon where we came back from the commercial break and everybody's sitting around laughing and giving high fives and we're about to end. Oh, don't worry. He He's okay. He just got hit in the shoulder or something like that. You get right. hit in the shoulder in the movie, you die. Yeah. So that was, yeah. <laughs> so that was definitely, um, it, I mean, I took it in and it was like kind of shocking a little bit, but I wasn't like, I'm so depressed. I can't keep on going on. It was like, all right, let's go to the store and let's go look for Erotimus Prime now. Let's go look for a blur toy. Let's go look, you know, for yeah. these new yeah. guys. I was really excited to see that. That's interesting. I mean, I remember, like you, I was sad. I was more angry than excited about it or depressed about it. And then they started doing Megatron, turning into Galvatron. I was like, all right, if he doesn't, if Optimus doesn't come back in the next 10 minutes, I'm out of here. The hell with this movie. <laughs> but uh, it was funny, too, because I looked over. My mom was passed out sleeping. So I was like, all right, I'm not leaving. I'll, I'll just finish it. And you were right that that elation that you know Rod, Hot Rod got past the torch. It was a classy move hearing Optimus say, "Arise, Rodimus Prime." Yeah, uh, that made the whole movie for me. I was like, "Okay, I'm back in." You yeah, know? it's kind of like that once upon a, a time in Hollywood gift where he's pointing at the screen, going, "Oh, he's he's yeah. doing it, he's doing it." Like when you heard Prime say that, why he was holding the Matrix, it was like, "Okay, yeah, like I can get behind this guy now." Yeah. The big guy says he's okay. I guess he's going to be all right. Did you have most of those original figures as a kid? Yeah. So yeah. Have you, like, what did you do when you got home? Like, did you 
did you ever look at him like, all right, uh, Prowl's dead, you know, Ironhide's dead, like they're going in a box for a little bit? Or I have a really weird thing. Um, the third season of Transformers picks up right after the movie. Yeah. And in one of the episodes, they come up on a funeral barge in space where yes. all the dead Autobots are from the movie. They've put them here along that's with the, the zombie Optimus Prime thing. Right. And I remember as a kid, I would put those Transformers underneath the cushion on the couch. Oh, cool. So that was my way of saying they're on the funeral barge. This is where they are now. And like Hot Rod and the other guys are having their adventure on top of that. And I was kind of replaying the movie thing. So, I mean, I kept them around for those type of purposes. But, yeah, I was definitely on to the new guys after that. Being an 80s kid, you went from, like, G.I. Joe to He-Man to Transformers to Thundercats to Silverhawks. You know, mm-hmm. you, you're kind of used to saying, oh, this was awesome for a while. And they're going, oh, but these are awesome now. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, playing yeah. with, like, the newer toys. So I kind of did that with the Transformers where I just started getting Galvatron and Scourge and Cyclonus and, the, um, you know, like I said, Blur Cup and Hot Rod, Rodimus Prime. I kind of moved on, but I kept them around for like uh, story purposes when I was playing. Oh, absolutely. Like that. Yeah. No, for me, it was always about He-Man. Like I'd never left Masters. I loved the cartoon, but I would just dip my foot into it. Like, oh, OK, you know, I got a Rodimus Prime for Christmas. Awesome. I'll just put him on my shelf. You know, oh, Turtles is here. Okay, I'll get all four and that's it. But if there's a new Masters toy, I was right there. I had a buddy who stuck on with it too. And he's the one where I saw the Eternia playset for the first time. Oh, very nice. So I was, I think I was out a little before that, but just going like, damn, they're still going. And they're beginning to do the stuff we always kind of thought, wow, are they going to do this now? I've, I even had some Masters when they did that classic line about 15 years ago. Um, I collected a bunch of those. I eventually sold those. But um, yeah, I, I man, Masters really hits a soft spot for me too. I, I was a big Masters fan. How do you feel about this new Red series? I mean, these are Transformers that don't transform. Um, I, I'm, I'm with it. Um, I haven't bought any yet myself. It's just that's more of a problem with the Walmart around my area that they oh, okay. they barely stock anything, it seems like. But I was a fan of the Action Masters back oh, at okay. the end of that Transformers run. That sound wave is like a touchstone toy for me. Like I when I think of Transformers, there's a few that always pop up in my head. And for some reason, that Action Master sound wave was a big, important toy to me. And I can't exactly know exactly why. So when seeing those that red line come up, and there's a sound wave in there, and there's Prime, and there's Megatron. I'm, I think I'll eventually get around to getting those. Those are just ma- those are characters I buy every toy of, pretty much, that have that G1 aesthetic with them. So I have a big shelf that, you know, just put put that red Prime in with the other Primes, and they'll fit right in, if you ask me, or Soundwave or Megatron. But would you but miss would the transforming, transforming aspect? aspect? Not. I, I'm a little different, though. It's like I have a pretty big display of Transformers. So, I mean, I'll get the Transformer in my hand. I'll transform him once or twice. And then he goes on the shelf. And, you know, he kind of sits there with all the other Primes or whoever it is. So that's what I was saying that, you know, just kind of get him out the package and put him with the rest of them. He's going to fit right in because I've, I have a big display. So adding pieces to the display, I usually leave him as robots. So... They're going to fit in just fine for me. I've, I mean, I have plenty of those figures and other things, too, that I've transformed. So kind of already scratched that itch is the way I kind of feel about it. So those red ones are all right with me. And then um, I think I just saw a Bumblebee one that they're going to be doing soon. So 
they're not done with that line yet. And they look pretty cool in robot mode. So I can appreciate them just for that. All right. So let's get back to the cartoon. So Return of Optimus Prime happens. And then that leads into Headmasters. And then those three episodes mark the end of the USG-1. Now, mm-hmm. did you ever get into the Japanese cartoons? I didn't back then. I had no clue about them, to tell you the truth. when Once the rebirth was over, I thought that was it for Transformers. And I was kind of already on my way towards like baseball cards and football cards and stuff like that. I, I think you can tell I kind of moved from one thing to another when I was a kid. Um, it wasn't until I started the, the first Bay movie was talked about and I started seeing those G1 reissues that I started getting more into the fandom and finding stuff like the wiki and, um, you know, Savertron.com and places like that. And you hear mention about these characters or I'd see a picture of someone like Star Saber. Being like, wow, he looks really cool. Where was he? And then you find out there was like, what was it, three seasons for the Japanese. And then they had um, Scramble City was like a OVA that they did. That was kind of like their way to bridge the movies, uh, the movie not being out over there into the uh, third season of the car- cartoon that we had. So I didn't know about them back then. But when I came back, I was very interested in them. I've, there were so many cool designs that came out of those Japanese cartoons and those toy lines. You kind of start talking with the fandom about stuff and interacting with people. And you found out that the European kids actually got most of those toys. But oh, they wow. were... Um, some of them might have had like a different name or something like that. But yeah, Hasbro kept Transformers going on in Europe a lot longer than they did in the States, it felt like. Wow. And so they got to get a lot of those Japanese that felt like Japanese exclusives. They actually got versions of them, too. So um, a character like Thunderclash, I don't know if you know about him. He was probably going to be the next leader if the line kept on going on. But um, in Europe, he's a he's a big character that a lot of people know of, and kids in the states really never even got to see that toy. So he was going to take over after Rodimus. Yeah, it was. I think it, it was him. He was a turbo a turbo master. I think was the name. God, I I haven't uh, saw this stuff in a while. But Europe kept the uh, action masters going. A lot of um, stuff that they had over there was never released over here. So. It's interesting the way it seems like um, after the U.S. stopped, a lot of different places kept on going with it. And there was a lot of cool toys mixed in with them. So when I came back, I was all about those toys and trying to find out more about the cartoon and the fiction that they had. Prime dies again. Blaster becomes twin cast. And then Soundwave becomes Blaster. And then... Sound Blaster. Oh, okay. Then there was a train that something happened to Cybertron. And Rodimus went with a couple of other... Autobots who got on the train to look for a new Cybertron? Um, I think I'm not sure if it was with the train bots, but I know during their headmasters, they left in the middle of that season, I think, if I remember it's been about a while since I've seen that series. But um that was when um you had like Chrome Dome and right. Brainstorm right. and those guys. Rodimus uh leaves with I think he leaves RC behind with them, but he goes with Cup and Blur. And maybe it was with the train bots, but they go to look for a new home planet because Cybertron was destroyed. And then eventually, I don't I don't think they ever touched on them again in the cartoons again. And then you went into Super God Master Force, where right. you had um, the Pretenders. That's how they did the That's Pretenders right. over there. Like, they got Metal Hawk in Japan, and I, I would kill to have a G1 Metal Hawk for my G1 display. He became the new leader for them after that. What was the cartoon where... They were just like shells 
Like I remember Optimus Prime had like um he was kind of like a young kid, but mm-hmm. he would they, they wouldn't talk. They would just either transform and drive around, and then they would take over their bodies. But they yeah, weren't they, power masters. Yeah, it was the it was the power master idea, okay. like um the power master Optimus Prime, like the big thick one that's um, right with high Q. Yeah, with high Q, who's like the engine. Um, they named that character Jinri or Jinrai in Japan. And it was um, the transsector is what they called it. Oh, so okay. um, Jinrai drives around the, um, you know, it looks like a red truck, like Optimus Prime. But when it's time to transform, it was going to be a body for Optimus Prime. It wasn't right. Optimus Prime himself. And so when Jinrai turns into the engine and then turns into um, the Optimus Prime robot, he's the control of it. So it's not technically Optimus Prime. It just looks like him. So I think that was a good workaround for them to say, hey, we can sell this toy. People are going to recognize this toy, but we can still do something a little different with the story. It doesn't have to be the old G1 Autobots and Decepticons. We can have brand new Transformers and even have a couple of them who look familiar. It's just it's not the same character as how they um, that's how they uh, told that story. And that actually did have that guy, Metalhawk, I talked about. They were in Super God Master Force together. Yeah. Um, and then Victory is where Star Saber, that's the last one that they did. That's where that character Star Saber comes in. And that's yeah. where Jinrai dies. Right. And becomes Victory Leo. Is Star Saber like a future version of Optimus Prime? No, he's a different, okay. he's a totally different character. Okay. Um, but his the guy that he uses to co- uh, combine with is that old Jinrai character reborn, apparently. Oh, okay. God. At, at the end of Master Force, um, the transsectors, it's the ones that the humans were riding around in and turning into the engines for and becoming the characters. They mm-hmm. all gain sentience. So the humans aren't involved anymore at the end of that series. All their robots actually turn into actual transformers. Oh, okay. I know it's a little confusing, but, um, uh, no, thanks that, for clearing it up. Cause for years I, I, you know, had the wrong thoughts about it. Yeah. So they did have a human driving around the Optimus prime body, but at the end of the series, they become their own transformers. And then the humans are just the humans. So are they still making masterpiece figures? Cause every time I go onto this uh, website, all I keep saying is uh, masterpiece Megatron. Um, well, there's a new star scream that should be coming out pretty soon, believe it or not. Oh, okay. It's the third version of it that they're doing. And it looks really close to like a trans, like a cartoon, like the way the figure is. It's really smooth. Um, it, it just looks like if, you know, like how would they were drawing the character models for the cartoons? They didn't exactly care about exactly where the wheel was for the landing gear exactly right. or something like that. It was they're just trying to do like a cartoon model. Masterpiece figure looks a lot like that. Oh, cool. um, and they're a little smaller now, too, compared to how those original masterpieces were. They keep on shrinking them a little. But it looks really, I mean, it looks really good. So they are they are moving on with that. They are still going to do those because, I mean, they're on their third star screen now, it seems like. Yeah, I'm waiting for the rest of the Dinobots to finally come out. Yeah, you and everybody else, man. I don't know what Hasbro and Takara has against the Dinobots, but it's taken them forever to get around to them. Right. And then Hasbro just released... the these new Dinobots that are combiners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have those. Yeah, I was like, what's that all about? I think they they get into play patterns where it's like, okay, for this next year and a half, everybody's going to be a combiner. 
So, I mean, I have a combiner, you know, they, um, you know, you have a combiner with Optimus Prime, Sunstreaker, Mirage, Prowl, and Ironhide oh, wow. is one. Um, that was from a few years ago that they were doing. They've kind of gotten away from that, though. They're doing other stuff now with, um, like, the gimmick, I guess you can say, for the year is. That combiner, it was cool because that was, like, really the only swoop or the only snarl that you can get that was, like, an official toy for the first time in years that um, that they were actually really trying hard on it, it felt like. Uh, they did some animated versions of them, but I wasn't exactly as, as big on those toys as I was that combiner one. So let me ask you this. If Hasbro just turned around and said, hey, Joe, we want you to run the Transformer things, what would you do differently or what would you like to create and see? Um, I would probably... I would still like focus on uh, the main characters. So that's what you need to keep the toy line going. You need to make sure you have a version of Optimus Prime in there. You got to make sure you have a version of Megatron. But, you know, there's lots of different versions of those guys that you can pick from. So I would do that to satisfy that one end. But then I'd start moving into like, what about the rest of those headmasters we haven't gotten yet? You know, like a Nightbeat or a Minerva or someone like that. Um, I would do the double target masters. We've, I think we've only seen one of them. Um, and then I'd get into those Japanese toys because I, I, there are so many cool designs and uh, characters from those stories that I think would sell well just looking at the box, looking at, you know, the uh, character transform. Oh, that's cool. So, you know, you can probably get little kids wanting to buy those toys because it's a cool looking figure. You can get the adult collectors who are like itching to like finish out the rest of that line so they can match up with their G1 figures. And then, like I said, I'd, then I'd focus on the main characters like Prime and Rodimus Prime and Megatron to kind of give you cool different versions of those. And that's where I would focus on. Now, what about females? Like, do you think I know about Lita One, you know, obviously RC. Now, I remember that one flashback episode. There was a ton of female Transformers there. They like, actually, I don't... they did a lot of those actually recently um, oh, with, cool. the combiner, uh, with the combiner things. So they've they've done a good job of focusing on them recently. There's still a few more that they can do that are easy repaints of figures that they already have. And I think it's cool just for inclusion and stuff like that for girls to have like little girls if they're into Transformers. Oh, sure. Hey, here's four or five of them. You can have a squad to go out and play missions with and stuff like that. So I'm all for that. Have you seen that RC masterpiece that they had? I no. think it's just about to risk. That's like one of those figures where it's like, man, you guys should probably redo that one. Oh, it really? just looks really off. Yeah, it's not as even as good as some of the generation stuff that they've done. And mm -hmm. I probably would have bought that Masterpiece RC if it was a little bit better quality-wise. But the going back to what we were talking about earlier, third-party companies have done some really good RCs um, that are Masterpiece quality. So I would probably lean towards one of them before I would actually go th uh, for the Hasbro Takara one. And I'm usually the type of guy who's like, I prefer the Hasbro Takara stuff. I'm not so big of a third party. But uh, on that one, I think um, third party is a better option. Well, thank you, Joe. Uh, it's been great talking to you. Thank you for updating myself and, you know, anyone that's been out of the Transformers line for a while. Oh, thanks for having me. Again, yeah, definitely. And, you know, you're more than welcome to come back anytime you like. So, All right. Well, it sounds good. I had a good time. Thanks for having me again, like I said. And then... uh. Yeah, maybe we'll do it another time. And that wraps it up for our Transformers Spotlight Special. I want to thank our guest Jobot for his insightful look at past and present Transformers. Are you a Transformers fan with something to add? 
please join the conversation. Email us at toyspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Tom Romero. Till all are one. Let this mark the end of the Cybertronian Wars as we march forward to a new age of peace and happiness. Till all are one. Till all are one. You got the power!